Hello and welcome to the Idiot Book Nook podcast. My name is Blazewing. My pronouns are she, her, and they, them. I am the Reading Dragon. My pronouns are she, her. I'm Lady Punnett. My pronouns are primarily she, her. Sometimes they, them. Today is a she, they kind of day. And missing from the picture tonight is Crittershy, who is recovering from laser eye surgery. They replaced Critter's eyes with lasers, and we wish you all the best on your recovery. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so at lanktr.ee slash idiotbooknook. You'll be able to find links to our podcast, to the YouTube. You'll be able to find links to all of our individual socials and all of our individual projects. And we hope you enjoy the content that we bring you tonight as we go through Old World Charms, Lost in the Woods. Could Real critter, quick, Spicy Kitten, why the hell were you using something that was using dial-up? Could Critter use her laser eyes to play laser tag with us or use her laser eyes to, to play with cats? I would assume so. At least the second okay. one. It's not a good idea to play, uh, la use lasers on cats because of the fact that, psychologically speaking, it causes a cat high amounts of anxiety because with the laser being pointed at the ground and having them chase after the laser, it activates their hunter instinct. But because of the fact that they cannot actually catch the red light, it it aggravates their anxiety. Really? Because we have one cat that literally begs for it. That's just what I've been told. We have one cat that literally begs for it. Then again, that cat also be also begs to be spun around in a chair until he can't walk straight, so... There's something wrong with that boy. No, that cat's just extremely intelligent, and he's little shit. Fair enough. All right. So we're getting into into old world charms, uh, lost in the woods. Yes. With the first poem tonight, supernova. Mm. Burdened is the mind often. Uh, sorry, burdened is the mind held often by the ephemeral grip of yonderly quandary. The eyes exhale the proffered light giving way to the umbral embrace of Sumerian uh, cynicism. And after all this, the lips continue to part in, in eternal basorexia to blindly taste the blissful Kalon, uh, cunningly concealed by Orphic sojourners within the most numinous of us all. Okay, so, that had a lot of big words in it for this late at night. So, wizard, I, I, I wizard. agree. Wizard, wizard, um, old world charm. If you're listening to this, Lady Punnett is right. That is a lot of big words. Congratulations, because I actually stumbled over some of those. You have you don't understand just how rare it is for me to stumble over the pronunciation of words. So congratulations, you got multiple in one take. Mm-hmm. 
Is Samarian an ethnicity or a Sumerian? place? One second. <clears throat> I think that's it, how you pronounce it's capitalized. That. that means it's important. Yeah, that means it's a. Uh, it's probably a place or it's a proper name. Give me one second. Nixus Rose says that this poem came off as Circle of Stars Druid. <clears throat> Let's see. Circle of Stars always has a bunch of big old fancy words. Yeah, because you're talking about space. Samaria. <laughs> Uh, an ancient name of Crimea, a peninsula in the northern part of the Black Sea, Lost Burn Kingdom uh, polity and anti uh, antiquity located in the Crimea, also referred to as Samaria, an ancient people who lit. That doesn't help me at all. One second. So Samaria is a place? Yeah, Samaria is a place. Uh, Samaria is a country. Uh, so here's one from Conan Wiki. Samaria is a country where the colonists from Atlantis survived the cataclysm. Ooh. Uh, let me take a look at this. Uh, Sumerian, a member of an ancient nomadic people who over in Asia Minor in the 7th century BC, a member of mythical people living in perpetual mist and darkness near the land of the dead, of relating to the ancient Sumerian, uh, Sumerians or relating to characteristic of the mythical Sumerians are the perpetual mist and darkness in which they lived. Um, the other there's actually a couple of words in here I am not familiar with. So holy shit! Right. Basorexia. Yeah, that's, it's actually the next one I'm looking for. I'm gonna take a guess and say it's a medical condition. Basorexia. A strong urge to kiss someone. Oh. That has a word? Apparently. I didn't know that. Good grief. <laughs> Hello, TTF. Hello. TTF says, I was told someone did not get enough sleep right when I get back from McDonald's. I got loads of sleep. Thank you very much. Kalon. Did you, though? Did yes. you? Yes. Kalon, especially in ancient cool. Greek philosophy, the ideal of beauty, especially moral goodness or nobility. Hmm. See, this is just proving wizard. I'm seeing, with those pieces in place... A well-studied bard? Cynicism of life uh, between uh, cynicism found only between life and death, with an appreciation for the beauty of them. Necromancer. Both. Necromancer. I'll take that actually. Um, I A will take necromancer. A romantic necromancer. necromancer. Mm-hmm. There's no man silently yeah. judge. Gra grave cleric. Grave cleric. Oh. Yes. A romantic grave cleric who does seances for the dearly departed to give like last words and last uh, rites. Mm. And last but not least, there is one other word here that I this am not familiar. It is with. totally an Esmeray poem. Oh fuck a doodle. Oh. Nixus Rose mentioned that it reminds them of Esmere, who is the D&D &D character that they play in the campaign that we are both part of, Total Party Knockouts. So, 
there's one other word here that I'm not familiar with, Orphic, of Orphic? relating to Orpheus. Orpheus, Greek legend, a poet and musician, a son of uh, Calliope, uh, Calliope, who followed his Calliope. dead Calliope, thank you, who followed his dead wife Eurydice into the underworld. By charming Hades, he obtained permission to lead her away, provided he did not look back at her until they returned to the earth. But at the last moment, he looked, and she was lost to him forever. I remember this that also tale. Proves that, this also proves Hades, the least, the not. What's the word? Wasn't as much of a dick as the other gods. Hades? Because all... Because he would be like, hey, you want your wife back? Here's the deal. Don't do the thing. Mm -hmm. And you'll get your wife back. Or, mm -hmm. hey, just don't do this. Leave my wife alone. And we're cool. Mm -hmm. and, he, and then they'd be like, yeah, he keeps his word. He was the one to keep his word. More mm -hmm. than any other god. See... Hades was actually a decent dude. He kept his word, and he was actually quite fair, so long as he saw it as reasonable. But people, he gets a bad rap because he he's the god of the dead, effectively. He gets a bad rap because of that, and people are always trying to screw him over. Yep. Hades is also, he was the most loyal to his spouse. You're not wrong. Yeah. And let's not forget just the absolute beautiful rendition that Hercules did with Hades, the cartoon specifically. They did him so dirty. They did him real dirty. They did a really, like, they did a really good. Uh, they did. They made a Hades a really good character in that movie. But like for me, Hades makes that movie. Hades yeah. does make that movie. He has the most. In he, I will say, Hades, similar to a lot of other Disney villain yep. designs, he has the most unique one. Where with that style of art, not only can you determine, oh yeah, that's Disney, you can say, oh yeah, that's from Hercules, due to how they did their line work and stuff. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> also, when you take Hades out of the original Hercules film altogether, he is that friend that you want to have that will basically yes. keep you grounded. He is the yes. keep you grounded friend. He is the grounding factor. He is a voice of reason. He mm -hmm. is that person that you want to have around if there's an emergency because they are going to remain sane. Yeah. If anything, it's his wife you have to watch out for because she's... Because basically she... I mean, she gets jealous for a good reason. But she's the reason we have Mint because Mint originally was Minthe who was a river nymph who... Before Hades and Persephone had met each other, uh, she had been Hades' lover. Mm -hmm. And then Hades met Persephone, and he was fell head over heels. And depending on which rendition, either he kidnaps her or she goes willingly, blah, 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 blah. But basically, uh, Minthe basically said Persephone didn't deserve Hades and how she was ugly and stuff. You know, basic jealous uh, other woman shit. So... Persephone got so mad, she literally stomped on Minthe into the ground, turning her into mint. Hmm. Tabletop Fortress says, Hades is me, that one friend who is the voice quite often. Please, he's a guy. Yep. <laughs> he was very good to Megara when Megara was, like, doing as she was told. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> Shall we go to the next poem? Yes. So. What a statue can weather. Yes. Dragon, you're up. <clears throat> what a statue can weather. I write in a fl mm, Sorry, let me start over. I write in a frame of mind that may seem hollow if you believe in the power of dreams. Please follow. Do not be confused if you lose me like Rumi, for as soon as I'm used, I'm elusive and moving. I shall not disturb the visions I see. I'll put all of these memories back to sleep. Here on the tightrope, going for broke. For an audience that came to see me choke. I didn't do this by the book. I act upon lessons of the past. I gave a voice of, uh, I gave a voice to emotions, knowing neither would last. This is a rare moment. I ache for explanation, but I cannot bear to hear it. I see pictures. I feel loathing. No, I feel nothing. I've cleared it. I've spoken my part. I couldn't have written truer lines. Lines that only pain can create. And can only be erased by time. Chasing the sun with a starving man's intent. I'm gone, no longer home. On the road without lament. There's a feeling we all disdain. It climbs into the mind, turning legs to jelly and stomach to cement. Fractured by inaction, now look at, now look what it's made. A chain of reaction I'm coerced towards, a most coarse course of action. By a fraction, I'm unmade. All else I will give before I forget myself at the door. Do not let the statue that came to live become stone once more. You you're very windy where you were at, Dragon. Yeah, because there's winds going on outside my window, and even though my window is closed, the winds are still very strong. I'm do, seeing. Do you have a tornado warning in Idaho? Nope. I'm seeing a walking a fine line. Yep. Mm -hmm. Creativity, but also walking a fine line. Mm -hmm. Very much a balancing act. I want to say rogue. Mm -hmm. uh, this would probably be a... Um... Either a... Uh... What's that term? Subterfuge rogue, or a bard or college of eloquence bard. Fair. You know what? I'd take that. TTF says balancing act. You say flashbacks to Enric. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what you're talking about, Enric. What the hell? What? The power of fuck you compels you? So these are all quotes that have been previously programmed into my channel over the years? Okay. I'll talk about those later. Okay. 
So our next one is I Still Fight. Are we done talking about that? About that really long one? I don't, I don't, I don't, there's, it's a very long poem. It is. Yes, it is. A long poem for a sleep-deprived punnet. Is that I am not sleep-deprived. I am decently prived of sleep. Decently prived. (laughs) (laughs) I am decently prived of sleep. (laughs) Reprived. Did you have phrasing? TDF says, shh, just leave me alone with the decaying bourbon, Mr. Handy. I am, I am decently reprived of sleep. Uh-huh. There's another one for the quote book. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Can anyone be indecently deprived? I don't know. Lady Punnett! I mean, we thought I was almost indecently deprived earlier, because apparently people thought I was taking off my sweater with nothing underneath it earlier. It does not help that the camera is portraying your top as the same shade of flesh tone as your actual I, skin. I get it. I'm pale. It's not that you're pale. It's that your camera is not giving proper visual context to what you're wearing. It's not your fault. Are we ready? Yes. Yes. Here's a nice short one for you, Hunted. You ready? Yes. I still fight. I I only came to be here by chance, but I fought like hell to remain. I'm getting barbarian. Yep. Yes. Yep. Always. It's short, sweet, to the point. You know, barbarian. What, you know what vibes I'm getting? Huh. Mm. <clears throat> Harold. <laughs> <laughs> Man, a few words! Yep. I don't know. When you let him, he will not stop talking. (laughs) Um, I... I got nothing else for that one. It's like, what? Twelve words tops? Short, sweet, blunt, to the point, barbarian. <laughs> TTF says, uh, for in response to what Lady Punnett has mentioned earlier, she says this knowing we have session tomorrow night. <laughs> you do anything to my handsome gentleman, you and I shall have words, <laughs> and a lot of them will not be the nicest of words. Lady Punnett, they are might have- words good? Hmm. I said, Lady Punnett, our words good. Our words are excellent. And I know several of them. Some of it are in different languages. And and a lot of them are curse words. Because my father's a heavy-duty mechanic and a redneck. My stepfather mm-hmm. was a sailor. Mm. I am fully awake, Harold. Thank you very much. Ooh, I like the title of this next one. Bastards make bastards? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh... 
Bastards make bastards. The strength I keep for myself will one day be passed on to the progeny I'll abandon. I'm the father of offspring raised only by the night and a woman's touch. I'm the lover who left when the light of day became too much. My intentions base and cool, my bindings unseemly unseen. The demons dare not intervene, as there is no need. This presence causes every complication, from heartache to greed. A blend of Murphy and Occam. An end to, a ver to every earthly outcome. My compulsion passed onto the new breed, sovereign only by association. I am a man planting seeds as I bathe my way to my final destination. Bastards make bastards. You weren't my only creation. I'm this getting a like warlock bard. Yeah. Also, also strangely enough, if anyone gets the reference, Moroku from Inuyasha. Yes. Somebody fucked off what? on their kids, man. Right? Also, Tabletop Fortress says, Bastards make bastards. So, Enric and Briar? I mean, Briar is technically a bastard for all tense and purposes. I have no comment. See, I am immediately thinking, like, Bard, Bard, like, Bard all the way until the very end where it starts to get a little dark. And I'm thinking this is like the Bard who became the BBEG. And they're talking to their offspring you that know went what? after them. Huh? I, I see that. Yeah, I do like, see that. And in what the visual that comes to mind is Alec the Bard. Oh, you did not just go there. Dude, Alec the Bard has a whole thing where one of his characters is a BBEG that was a bard. I'm fully aware that Alec the Bard has that. Thank you. Was is that bad? Did I do a bad or No, you're good. You're okay. good. I'm just okay. being a dick. Okay. I no, am, however, I, going to clip that. I'm really that. reminded of Alec the Bard with this. I am, however, going to clip that. I'm going to put it up on TikTok, and I'm going to tag him in it. Ugh. But no, I do see a bard as... Uh, I do see a bard that became a BBEG. That is actually a very astute observation. I didn't even think of that. Mm -hmm. I still think there's a dip in warlock. Or, or better yet, they're a bard that is a warlock patron. Ooh. Like, like, because I once read this thing where uh, two characters get married and because of their oath, of their oath and pact to one another, one was a tiefling, the other was an ASMR. So the the ASMR became a warlock through a fiend pact, and the tiefling became a paladin due to their oath to their partner. So I'm seeing this is a bard who is powerful enough. They are a patron to followers. And maybe their followers are unknowingly their children. Fair. Totally fair. Basically demi-humans. I now want to make a character based on this, and her whole goal is to basically off her father or mother. Most likely a father. I mean, it could have been a toxic mom. Toxic mom deity. I know, but it sounds like there's a bunch of them. 
And it literally says, I am a man planting seeds. That's so fair. thanks a lot, old world charm. I am now making a friggin' D&D character on a path of revenge. Do because it. of one of your poems. Do it. I mean, technically Briar's on a path of revenge. Yeah, but she's not a warlock. Did, Did we just we... discover Briar's dad? No. If this tur if it turns out I unknowingly already made a character based on this, because I've already said that Briar plans to fully like punch her dad in the face. I'm I'm going to help. Oh, I know I know we all know Helena's gonna help. Helena's very protective of Briar, and Briar's like, yeah, you're gonna hold him down as I beat the ever loving shit out of him. <laughs> yep. I, I I can see it now. Briar's sitting there punching the ever loving crap out of him. Cure wounds. Cure wounds. <laughs> Cure wounds. <laughs> They planned this. They have it, they have it down packed down to like what they're tying him up with. <laughs> Eric's like, I'll just watch, maybe read. Uh, Dragon, are you ready? <laughs> yes. The stories we tell. We share the shallowest segments of ourselves through an age-old oral pastime. We make a mockery of our past as a means to dispel the distrust we feel that we deserve. And by our own lips, our stories are a shield between us and the beautiful haunts above our uh, upon our backs. Our stories can become a warped reflection of who we are and can be used as fully chambered ammunition if told by the lips of others, others who have known the raw feeling of the now smile-tempered wisdom we cast around, like sweet candy to the ears, eyes, and eager minds of a million rooms, we may walk into, we may walk into in one life. Yes, we may hear each other, we may jest and laugh and play the tune of old times, but we know better than to take these tales lightly, because at a distance, all things are comedy. It is not until you are slapped in the face, night after night, by your own reminiscence, that you realize that you can still feel the embarrassment of your basic humanity. The buffer of that comedic distance, like a silk cowl, can be pulled away from your eyes, and your regret, your misery, your agony, of the stories you tell, and more so, the volcanic need to tell them. All of this is human nature, when there's only the darkness and your thoughts. Take solace in the stories we tell. Why am I getting, like, Artificer vibes? An Artificer who has literally been through hell and back. Yeah. And there again. Folklore... Folklore or Haunted Background Artificer. I would say Haunted Background. I'm seeing battle-worn. I'm seeing somebody who's tired of it. Somebody who just wants to be done. Somebody who's earned more than their fair 
share of tales, seen party members come and go, seen them die. I'm seeing somebody who has tried to be on the same level as the gods in order to prevent a certain instances from happening. I'm seeing a god of maybe stories. I'm seeing somebody who just wants to sleep. Yep. Just my take, though. Mm-hmm. I mm -hmm. see that. Somebody who can't sleep because the retelling of these stories bring them back time and time again. The, t the retelling of the stories is what keeps them awake. For as long as these stories exist, they remain. Mm-hmm. Oh, that brings a, a character concept idea. What? So, okay. You know how in... Uh, I think the movie's called, um, shoot, what was that one uh, Disney film about um, going to the land of the dead? Was it? Um, Coco. Coco. Okay. Yes. So, yes. In, the, in the movie Coco, yes. in the land of the dead, I the residents of the dead still remain until the last living person that remembers them dies. Until the last time that their name is uttered on the mortal plane, which yep. is why ancestors in that movie are so important, because it keeps them alive. Mm -hmm. It is a physical representation of keeping their spirit alive. Yep. So, someone who had been cursed to remain in the realm of the living, in the, in the material plane, or even so far as their spirit remains... So long as their stories are told. Yep. And they're in the memories of them are kept alive. Yep. And their curses that they will never find peace until those stories stop being told altogether. Yep. And unfortunately, they made a historic name for themselves. Lady Punnett. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Like I said, I see I see someone who's had a haunted background who is tired and worn, an artificer who's seen it all, maybe has even created things that have caused the end of people, because there is a line there and can be used as fully calibered ammunition. Maybe the creator of arquebuses and guns. Mm -hmm. And that artificer is now cursed to walk the earth forever with their stories being told. And they are forever bound to the material plane for as long as their memories and stories are kept alive. Mm -hmm. It is for what they did that they are now cursed to walk this earth until nothing is left. And even if they no longer remember the name, it is the fact that they had created something that will evolve and change and live for the rest of time that becomes part of their curse. Because, hmm. like, for example... Who was the actual inventor of the firearm? I don't know. 
Exactly. But the fact that we still have firearms, the fact that we still have a history of how firearms are used, how they're made and how they're utilized in the world, good, bad and everything in between. Imagine if the original, the very first person who made the very first firearm was cursed to walk this earth for as long as their creation lived. Tabletop Fortresses looks at that one in, looks at the one NPC in my Thursday campaign. If I believe I believe I know which NPC he's referring to because he has an NPC who has created something known as Cyan Gas, which is a fantasy version of a very accelerated version of mustard gas. I am also thinking of the person who invented uh, explosives, TNT, which was Nobel, who was the first receiver end of the Nobel Prize, and his <clears throat> invention was supposed to be used to help with miners. However, it was later utilized for war, and that was not something he wanted. Well, those are war crimes. I mean, stories for another day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lady Pano. To destroy an immortal. How do you destroy an immortal? You prove to them that their time was wasted. Hmm. Interesting concept. I was about to say, how do you destroy an immortal? You make them mortal. Well, I mean, what's, what's, sure, you make them mortal. You can kill them, but what's worse than finding out that all of the time you've spent on this world, on this planet, was for nothing? Ouch. Yeah, see? That's a lot worse than just suddenly, oh, now you can kill me. Yeah. Because now you're, like, her emotional damage! Yep. <laughs> So, take uh, how many um, d20s points of damage? 44. That 44 d20s of damage? Okay. Should leave us enough poems for one more round. Yes. And I would like to see if we can get Old World Charmin to read some of his poems. So I'm going to call it there okay. for tonight. Okay. I'm going to close up this episode, and then I want to chat for a moment. Five, I think there's like ten left, if my counting was correct. Six. There's like eight. There's eight left. Eight left. So, either the four of us do two each. We get Old World Charming to read some, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll deal with we'll that leave next week. The, we'll leave, yeah. That being said, before we close out, I do have a just a, a quick reminder for you folks. For you lovely folks in the audience that are listening. Make sure you drink water. Please. I have something else to remind you guys in the audience. And Good brush your teeth. teeth. I have a third thing to remind you guys in the audience. Get plenty of sleep. You guys aren't helping. <laughs> Eat your greens, take your vitamins. Don't talk to strangers. Especially online. Starting the well, first... Wait, we're strangers online. Sure, go with that. Starting the first <laughs> week of May, we are going to be back to a morning schedule on account of my schooling schedule. 
um, we are going to be doing this in the morning again. So for those of you that can make it, we hope you enjoy this first thing in the morning. For those of you that can't, you will be able to listen to the recordings up on YouTube. The very last Wednesday of May, May 31st, I will not be available. That is the day that I need to get things loaded up to move. Then we will work something out. We will attempt to have some episodes in the bank. Yep. We might need to film multiple episodes. Yes. In one night. Yes. There is a thing behind you. I know there is. We'll get to that in a second. I am it attempting is. to close out the episode. So in three weeks, guys, uh, May 3rd, we will be moving back to a morning schedule on account of my schooling schedule. Okay. But if you would like to join us for Idiot Book Nook and you'd like to follow us on social media, you can do so at lanktr.ee slash idiotbooknook. You'll be able to find links to all of our socials. You'll be able to find links to our podcast, to our YouTube, and all of that jazz. Do what you're going to do. For episode 88 of the Idiot Book Nook, my name is Blazewing. I am the Reading Dragon. I'm Lady Punnett. And we'll see you next week, hopefully with Critter Shy with 